when was the last time that you just had to sit back and laugh? Because that was the only way you knew how to cope with how ridiculously busy your life was. Everybody is demanding your attention all at the same time. Being a working mom is tough. It's hard to juggle everything. Today, we're going to help you out how to juggle the demands at home, yet still stay competitive and successful at work. I am Sandy Waters. This is Seven Figures. Each week, we tap into financially savvy people and we learn from them. What do they know? What are they doing that we should know, that we should be doing? The goal is to walk away with little nuggets of financial knowledge that you can put into action today that will make you feel more in control over your financial future. Thanks to our sponsors, Family First Credit Union, local financial products and services designed with you in mind to help you and your family save and spend smart. We cash it with our experts, Erica Cummings, certified financial planner, vice president at Morgan Stanley, and the creator of the Women, Wealth, and Empowerment series, and Jackie Close, partner at Ernst & Young. I think we should actually start this podcast episode, Erica, with what you just said, the quote that you said you saw. Yes. So the quote that I heard was that mothers continuously feel as if they are the only person between their children and jail. So every time that there's a major decision or a minor decision, that if we don't get it right, that that is going to change the entire path and course of their kids' lives. And they're, and yeah. Yeah. And that they're going to end up. Broken and exactly, criminals. Exactly. If I don't work Done on for. their multiplication facts on Wednesday night from seven to eight, their entire college career will be forever altered because I didn't do this. And it is so we carry true. it with us all the time. There is so much mama guilt out there. It is real. It is a real thing. So I think that's why this episode is so important for so many of us. Because we feel like, how the heck can we juggle everything yet still be competitive in the workplace, still work up the ladder? Do we have to take a back seat? So uh, one of the things that I, when I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today was the fact that we always, as women, put self-care at the bottom of the list. And when people think of self-care, they think of yoga, they think of working out or getting a massage. To me, self-care is having, even if it's five minutes, time to reflect on yourself as a person and the responsibilities that you have. So I've always been a big proponent of even if it takes five minutes to keep a journal, and this is something that any mother can do. I came from a divorced family. My mom was at home with us, um, you know, and she had to work, and she didn't have a lot of time, but I know she could fit in five minutes to take evaluation on what you want from life. What what are you looking for in terms of taking care of your children, taking care of your, your career? Where do you see yourself? Where do friends fit in? Where do uh, your social life, where does the things you want to do for yourself fit in? And every day we struggle with feeling as if we are inadequate in all of those spaces in some way, shape, or form, that we didn't do enough. And I think by having time to reflect, even if it's five minutes on the day, deep down inside, you know whether or not the reason you didn't do something or get something done was because you didn't give it your all or because you couldn't. And I think having that time to reflect and say, you know what, I did the best I could today. Yeah, I did the best I could. 
for me, and I think a lot of women would agree, that I wouldn't stop until everything was done, everything was checked off my to-do list, which we all know is nearly impossible because there's always going to be a new email in your inbox and there's always going to be something to do around the house. So it was that point where I just decided to let go, let go of trying to do everything and instead start each day with setting a goal of just three big things that I wanted to accomplish that would make that day great, which actually was advice from James Whitaker from the Think and Grow Rich episode that we did a few weeks back. And it helped me tremendously. And it also helps you to feel present. I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine the other day and they're going through a lot. They have one child that has had some health issues and her mother is actually living with her and there's a lot going on in their household Mm -hmm. and she works a lot, has to travel. So no question that you're going to have moments and, and sometimes longer than moments in your life where you are just trying to keep all the balls juggling in the air. But she said that one of the biggest things that she struggles with is that every moment of every day, she just feels like she's just not present. She's just saying, okay, we got through today. And I think having that five minutes just to sit back and reflect allows Mm -hmm. you to at least try and be a little bit more present in everything that you're doing. Because part of the reason we're not present is we're always worrying about what's next. What's on our to-do list. Yes. What's next? What do we have to do next? What other things are we missing that we haven't done and haven't taken care of? Exactly. Exactly. And then at the end of the day, when you reflect, I was really, like you said, Erica, I was really hard on myself. Yeah. And I, don't, I think you're right that women, we try to be perfect everywhere, yes. at work, at home. And I think it takes a lot of flexibility, right? Because you sit back and you reflect and you say, this is what I want to get done today, or this is what I want to prioritize now. And I remember Erica, maybe a year or so ago, we were talking and she listed out the four things and she says, I know I cannot focus on all four things at every point in time. And it's really which one of those things that's important to you are you focusing on right now? And sometimes it's, all right, I've, you know, got to put my friends to the back seat. I can't go, you know, out to dinner with them or whatever it needs to be. Or I can't go to the gym this week. But um, really, what are you focusing on at that point in time? So, and it doesn't mean those things go away. It yes. just means that, okay. okay, I can focus on like two or th- I can focus on my career and my kids or my family. Are you right saying now. daily? Jackie, are you saying every day there's four categories, and what are those categories again? Well, I usually categorize them as if you're if you're married, there's obviously your spouse, uh, your children, your friends, your career, um, and yourself as a person. So I kind of and you can lump in your kids and your um, and your spouse as kind of family together. I think you have to okay. be flexible on a daily basis, but I think it goes in phases where it's okay. I reflected today and I recognized that, wow, my daughter had a big issue because I haven't been focusing. I've been working too much or, you know, I've, I've been focusing on some of the other things too much. And I just need to spend even an extra half hour, an extra hour a day because they're going through a rough time with that part of my life. And, you know, drop a couple other things so that you can focus on that. Leave work a little bit early to focus on that aspect. Or, you know, there's sometimes when you step back and you reflect and you say, wow, I've been I really need to focus on work. There's a big project going on. I really need to focus on this right now. But it's just kind of stepping back and being flexible and saying, like, where are the biggest priorities that need me right now? And, and how can I focus on that to relieve that pressure and relieve that stress and then be able to move forward? 
Yeah. When you first had your very first baby, where were you in your careers? Do you remember? I was very early on. So I was three years in. Okay. So Erica, you were just starting, right? And Jackie? I was just promoted to senior manager. So sort of middle of the road. Okay. So what were you thinking that point in time, Erica? What was your game plan to succeed at both? When I first started having my children, I will tell you, I was a nervous wreck. It was, I was in a field where when you are building your business, you need to be out there and constantly trying to build relationships and and grow a practice. I have a partner, so I came on and we as partners worked together. So I did have a fallback for sure, but I felt a responsibility to him and right out of the gate, I'm pregnant. And so I was very nervous to tell him that I was pregnant. I was nervous and all completely unjustified because he came back and was expecting this, of course. He was at my wedding and he knew that we were going to plan on having children. (laughs) Um, But I was, I was nervous that you would lose your edge. And so I think that part of it is having that plan in place. What, what am I going to focus on now? Obviously I just had a baby, so I need to have X amount of months in order to be with the child and also be able to recover yourself. I had a C-section, so it wasn't as if I could jump back to work within two weeks, but always making sure that you're in check with yourself so that you don't go so far off the beaten path in your mind that you think every day is doomsday, that, oh my gosh, every day that I'm away from work, that's it. That's one less client I potentially met. That's when you Mm -hmm. will be able to come back Mm -hmm. as long as you Mm -hmm. remind yourself that this is not, that this is a moment in time. It's a moment in time in which you need to and want to be with your baby and you want to be a mother. And it's, I think, where things go sometimes off the rails for women is when they don't take the time to reflect on what they truly want and they make perhaps rash decisions and say, well, I'm just going to stay home. And then they stay home and say, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't have stayed home. And I don't know how much thought goes into those decisions or if it's just, now I'm in mom mode, I need to do this. I put a lot of thought into the fact that I wanted both, and I had to figure out how to manage both. So we really have to take time and yeah. plan our our um, goal, our future goals. Yes. Yeah, and, and I, I was the same. I mean, I, I took a lot of time off with, I had three children, and I took a lot of time off with each, I think, you know, four to seven months off with, with my children. And when I came You back, did? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. I think, yeah, I think it was five months with Audrey, seven months with the last. I knew it was going to be my last. I needed, wanted to keep that break. But. And you were nervous during, I mean, like you said, Erica, probably unjustified nervousness, but you weren't nervous that, oh, God. Well, and it was it was a terrible time for me to be off for my team. I mean, we had a lot of work to do, and my team was working really late. But, I, I mean, everyone on my team has had kids, and, you know, okay. so I think it's very important and you know, one of my managers is going out, a male manager is going out on paternity leave for um, four or five months, and it's a big time for us as well, but we'll make it work. And so I think it's prioritizing that and saying this is important. We'll make it work. And when you come back, you know, we'll make sure you have great projects to work on as well. And when I did come back um, with my first, I worked on, I was very lucky. I was able to take the time off, but then I worked on a 60% schedule. And the same, it was, I, I wasn't, 
I, I didn't shortcut or, or discount the days that I was there. I still came in, and on those days, I was very, you know, effective and efficient and um, treated it just as, you know, I was before where I still prioritized. I still, you know, got a lot done and was able to be successful and, and sufficient, efficient during that time period despite the fact it was a shorter period. Sometimes I had to work around meetings once in a while. I would have to come in on one of my days off for, you know, a meeting with a key client or something. Um, my team, I was accessible to my team while I was off on those days. And, you know, I still was able to take that benefit of being home or being at the playground while taking a call. Um, and then as my children got older, I went back um, full time. But I, I think I do see a lot in the market in my industry where people are taking that easier job or taking the job where it's yeah. the nine to five. And instead of pushing uh, and, and really taking the opportunities and taking the job that's interesting to them and really meets their career goals and something they want to do, I see people taking these roles that are easier, less responsibility, mm-hmm. less well, interest because they fear yeah. that they can't balance both. And well, from see, my perspective, if you have a job, you have a job. You're there, you're working hard. And and I think the biggest thing for me is the flexibility. I mean, you know, if you can come in late because you have to drop your kids off at camp or you have to see, pick them up at camp. Ideal to that, have that, in my opinion, is, yeah. is so much more important than that check the box nine to five. I came in, I did what I was told, and I went home. But you feel like you're holding yourself back from something. And when you have that fear that you're holding yourself back and you're not really passionate about what you're working and I think that affects your life and your um, ability at home as well Mm -hmm. because, right, you don't feel as complete as a person. So I think there's a balance with that. And everybody has to make the decision that's right for them. But I do see people making decisions that are based on fear of what the future will be like when they have children. Yeah. versus what it's actually like. Well, you can't achieve perfect work-life balance, no. though, right? Do yeah. we all agree? As much as we all have tried to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some days you do do it perfectly. I mean, some days. <laughs> do like, you? I consider yesterday was a perfect day. I And my husband had to work all day. Look at you, the until, big smile on your yeah, face. <laughs> I, I was great at everything. I mean, and, I, and that doesn't happen every day. Yeah. That's why I think it's so important that we as women really – reflect because there's going to be those days where you just know that for whatever reason you didn't get enough done or you've had those parent teacher conferences where you leave going, oh, I'm the worst mother. or yeah. I need to do more. Or, we need to get a schedule and we need to make sure we're doing this with the kids. But you have to remember to, to also give as much energy to the days where you did really well. And yesterday was one of those days I was by myself. My husband had to work all day and then work till 830. And I had to work all day, had great meetings, and left, ran, grabbed the kids for camp, quickly threw together, not the best meal, but the kids were fed. (laughs) (laughs) And then we ended up at soccer from 6 to 8.30, and the kids got tons of playtime, and I was out there watching them. And we came home last night, and we were not, you know... We were in bed a half an hour, 45 minutes later, and it was just a good day. You guys don't get the mommy guilt from your kids is it just my kids then? Because if I'm at the computer during yeah. while I'm home, yeah. which a lot of the work I do at home, you're on the computer again. Can you play with me? Are you ever going to be done? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just yeah. going to quit today. Well, I think, I Jackie, you well, and you also are really good. And this was something else I was going to bring up. Quite a few of our friends, I know 
Kathy, for example, that, that, that there'll be times where there's, you kind of carve out a chunk for your kids. So you come home and you say, all right, the work ends now at six and I have to be with my kids until nine. And then you put them to bed or get them settled down. And for a while, we may have to just get used to living on a little bit less sleep and mm-hmm. that you may have to put in an extra couple of hours from nine to 11 o'clock at night, sometimes for Jackie. Sometimes a little more than that. <laughs> Two in the morning. Um, but you know, as long as you are centered and grounded in what you're trying to achieve, you know this too shall pass. Your mm-hmm. kids won't be four years old forever. They won't. Okay. I mean, you your kids are getting older. I know for me, my son could care less what I'm doing at this point. So you know you will get to a point where they don't even want to know what you're doing. You're more worried about what they're doing. Yeah. And so as long as you remain grounded that this is this is a period of time that I have to sacrifice. And as long as you're reflecting on it on a regular basis, yep. I think you could at least manage the guilt a little bit better. And I think it's a great example and a great role model for your children as yeah. well to show them that you're working hard and you're trying. And and if you were working or at your computer or if you're washing the dishes or doing your laundry, you still get the mommy guilt, right? Why yeah. can't you come play with me yeah. while I'm cleaning up? Well, the mess that you just made, yeah. come help me. Or yeah. I'm doing your dishes, come help me, right? And so you're going to get that mommy guilt. I do really try when I'm home to be home. I put my phone down. I put my computer down. And there's plenty of times where, again, I was you know, home on a weekday and people would call me. And I have the best story of when you know a partner called me and I'm in the kitchen with my daughter. I'd been on the phone all day because there was an issue talking to other people all day. And the phone rings, and I, I had to answer this call, and my daughter's throwing a fit. And I turned around, I grabbed the sugar bowl, I handed it to <gasps> her, and I answered the phone, right? This was not a partner that I could have screaming children in the background. Like, plenty of the day before, they were screaming and yelling. This was not one that would accept okay. screaming and yelling in the background. Too. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. And You're of making course, I felt, yeah, but like, I did it. She, she looked right at me and said, this is great. She stopped screaming and crying. It was a five minute call. I got done what I needed to get done. And, um, and we moved on and, you know, mother of the year that day, but (laughs) she probably had less sugar in the tiny little fingers that she pulled in that she would have had with a bag of, you know, gummies or something like that, or a piece of a lollipop. So, uh, but I got done what I needed to get done. We got the call over and I moved on and, and we had a great day, but I was still home with her that whole day. And, you know, two days a week around that. So don't feel guilt about the things that yeah, you have so to do. How, how but do you manage those really stressful days? Because we can pretend that we have the perfect little life and our children behave and don't stress us out. But come on, let's be real. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We have pressures at work. We have pressures at mm-hmm. home. And we're trying to do everything. And we have lack of sleep. How do you keep yourself calm? Because well, I think some of my neighbors probably think I'm that crazy yelling Italian mom sometimes. Everybody, everybody feels that. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, I, there's Sandy again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you were just talking about with um, the, the sugar bowl. Part of the other thing that keeps us sane, I think, is that we surround ourselves with women that are going through the same things that we are. Mm. And so when I was thinking about this podcast today, I really thought of the audience and how diverse it is. 
I, as I've said before, my mom was divorced. I can't even begin on the, on the days that I'm by myself and I feel like a martyr, like yesterday, what a great day. I was a great mom. Well, that was my mom every day of our entire lives. I was proud of myself because I pulled it off once. Yeah. So there's plenty of moms that are going to be listening to this and saying, well, great, you have a husband and you have family around you. Yeah. There are women that, that truly are doing it all by themselves. And I can't even imagine how much more they have to take on every day. Let's take a moment and bow down to those yes. women right yes. now those because I who, don't know how you do exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I really think that if you can, even if it's while your kids are playing, find those women that you can get together with that are in the same circumstances as you, that that are similar in terms of the struggles that they're dealing with on a daily basis, the stresses, the, the all the juggling that they're doing. Because when we get together and Jackie tells a story like that about the sugar bowl, it makes me feel less guilty about something I might have done that week. Or at least I'll say, okay. It's not just me. I'm not the only one. It's not just me, you know? Or, and I'm, how many times have we been together? We're like, oh, oh, you think that's bad? Guess what I did this week, you know? And, and you just for a moment say, okay, I'm not alone. Or there's this perfect little golden nugget of advice that you can get from someone else. And I really think, unlike where we had the last conversation about work, where it's really good to have a diverse group of people that are helping to support you. In this case, I really think it should be women that are going through the same situation. I can't imagine the stresses that being a stay-at-home mom brings mm-hmm. being at home every single day with the kids it's a lot and so I think that you should find other women other mothers that are in similar circumstances so that they have a true understanding of what it's like every day for you and again it's all about self-care that little bit of time that you carve out and it's not again doesn't have to be you going out for drinks it could be let's get our kids together and I just need to unload I just need a vent. It's yeah. been the worst week. I've dealt with this, 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 and this. I don't need I often advice. do that with the dog yeah. before the kids get <laughs> exactly. home sometimes. Exactly. Like, Walter, yeah. you'll listen to me. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's part of what keeps you sane is when you hear you're not alone. You're not the only one yeah. that's going through this. Jackie, what advice would you give to that female employee that, that feels like they're being judged with every time they have to leave work to take care of the kids or, you know... Yeah, I think just own it, like feel confident and this is what I need to do. And it's not I need to leave and I'm not doing this task or I'm going to completely miss this activity, but here's how I'm going to work around it. This is what's due. When I get home, I can do this or tomorrow I can do that rather than making your team feel as though I've got this other responsibility. So I'm dropping all of these responsibilities. It's how do we work together as a team And then how do I give back? Same thing with your friends. How do I give back? Can you pick up my kid? I'll pick up your kid another day. Okay. Having a sleepover so you can go out or, you know, kind of making sure it's two-sided so that you feel as though on your team at work, you're giving when somebody else needs flexibility, whether it be for their kids or for whatever else reason, Um, making sure you're not just offloading, but you're, you're working through that problem. 
And I mean, I was talking to a client this week. She was like, okay, I'm going to miss this meeting. I got to take my daughter to the orthodontist. So this person's going to take ownership. They have the agenda. They know what they're going to need to do. Okay. And we'll be fine. And so don't yeah. pose there was it like no it is guilt or doubt okay. you know, right. in Just her comments. face when she posed that to me. It was like, this is how we're going to handle it. Well, I think that's huge. That's, that's exactly how it should be handled is I teach this to my kids all the time that things are going to come up that are totally unexpected in your life or you're going to make a mistake or there's going to be a problem. As long as you put thought into how you're going to address it, no matter how big or, or how small. Yeah. If my kids come to me and say, this is what happened, but here's what we did in order to fix it. We're thrilled. Yeah. They've problem solved. They've figured out a way to navigate themselves through the bag. It's the same thing at work. So to Jackie's point, if I have to leave and I know that I have certain responsibilities, as long as you present the situation where these With are the solution, yeah, this is not going to get okay. dropped. It's going to get done. It's just going to get done at this time. And I'm fully cognizant of due dates or tasks that need to be done in a certain time frame. This is not going to change that. Or so-and-so is going to pick up on this particular task. I've already spoken to them. They're fully aware. They're completely up to speed. It's when employers, and I'm in it with, with, you know, I I have people that work with me that I need them for certain things. It's when you feel like somebody's just dropping everything. And that's not, and you don't want to put yourself, that's when you end up looking as if it's a problem. It okay. becomes a problem. Okay. So any final suggestions? Uh, wine is also really good. Wine. <laughs> wine. <laughs> yeah. Good Cabernet. <laughs> good Cabernet. When the kids are settled down. Or a glass do, of wine always helps you to just be calm. If we do wine ice cream, the kids won't even question it. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes when they see a glass of wine in your hands one too many times, they're yeah. going to be like, oh, mommy, mommy. They'll yeah. start telling the teacher, oh, mommy, I have wine. They'll be drawing yeah. pictures. This is my mom with her glass of wine. Yes. And the teacher will That's go, great. oh, my gosh, it's like a self-reflection. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys are so wonderful. Thank you so much for coming in again. Thank you. Erica Cummings, Certified Financial Planner, Vice President at Morgan Stanley and the creator of the Women, Wealth and Empowerment Series and Jackie Close, partner at Ernst & Young. I think the biggest financial nugget from today is more of a sanity nugget. (laughs) Knowing that no matter how chaotic your life gets, you can still be competitive, you can still dominate and kick butt at work. All right, so next week on the Seven Figures Podcast, the money magnet, how to attract money. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast and telling a friend about it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.